Welcome to the Hope Hotline. It is Friday, and I, oh, I met that thing right there. I did that perfect. Oh, look at you. I wow. never have a view, people, before it starts, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing. If that was a bullseye, right dead on straight, you. I would have won. You or pin the won. tail on the donkey. Uh, pin the tail on the donkey, I would have <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. So oh, many things, special. people. So many things today. Great things. A couple things that I'll talk about beforehand. Uh, one is hit it, our ladies' conference. Uh, I'm going to talk about it until you're sick of it. <laughs> so uh, Heather told me it won't be until sometime beginning of July that you'll be able to register for it. But save the date. It's August 24th through the 26th. And when we open up registration, get ready. Okay, we'll have uh, we're we're working on the T-shirts. We haven't liked how many have you done? Just one. Okay, we did just one, but it seems like we've done more than that. We don't like it, so we're working on those. We have a lot of things. I was working on that thing last night till one, along with this thing, this podcast. Yeah, I made headway, people. I'm doing good. <clears throat> so save the date, August 24th through the 26th. If you live out of town, it'll be live streamed. Unless you want to fly in, there is a, a hotel that's very close to here. It's not, it's brand new for the most part. I think they built it about two years ago. It's, it's very nice. Um, so if you need anything like that, we can give you that information. And... Um, Pastor Adalas and Magalas, they're going to be with us, like I said, and maybe I have somebody else. I'm waiting. I'll find out or not. Probably end of next week. So um, <clears throat> next thing, go with the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much of that Red Bull have you drank yet, Tracy? Listen, I'm waiting for you to like start the conversation, but uh, now I know. Next thing. Cut. Next thing. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I'm on it. Uh, yeah. I'll get it now. Okay. <laughs> you should be in my mind. I wasn't. Yeah. I thought you were going to start talking. <laughs> I think you needed, I think you need, I always think you need more Red Bull. No, I probably Okay. Do. <laughs> so my girlfriend, Pastor Clover, she is having, uh, tonight I'm going to this, uh, to, to her ladies conference. It's in Fort Myers. If you're in and around this area and you want if you're a lady not if you identify but <laughs> if you are a woman and you have all womanly parts you come to this uh to this ladies conference i think you can still register for it no i'm sure you can register for it and she won't care but to today or tonight is uh her service and then tomorrow she has a tea and i think it's way too late for you to sign up for that tea but tonight um i'm gonna be there so come on come on and uh if i don't know you introduce yourself to me and if i do know you well i'm sitting by myself so <laughs> whatever <laughs> i mean if there's a seat next to me be my guest then, the best of the best of the best, my baby boy, he signed this weekend, and this is brand new out. My son is Ooh. the one. Is it the way I see it? Huh, yeah, I think so. 
My son is, if well, oh, why? Okay. <laughs> my son's not wearing the bandana. There you go. There you go. Very PC. God's going to say, my son Very is PC. on the right. But if it's your left, then you're going to be a little confused. <laughs> Back in the day, the one with the bandana possibly could have been mine. Oh, but my God. I rolled that way. I rolled many ways. So um, oh, I don't know. So here, here you go. Like, my son is got his first fight um, July 20th. He just signed his first pro fight. He said he was going to wait till June. Him and his dad have a plan. And uh, they've been following that plan for many years now. They've stuck to it. It's strategic, and it has worked out. And now he signed his first fight. We're super excited. There's a bunch of us going. I'm a nervous wreck. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm a nervous wreck. Girls, you can put yourselves on. Everybody so far um, that's over there, except for Logan, they're all going to oh, this. Going. Oh, Logan, you're going? What? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Are you sitting with them? Because they're all sitting together. Uh, probably not, unless we can we'll figure it out. pull it off. Yeah, we're going to try and figure okay. it out. Okay, well. He wants a hard rock steak, so, and he loves fighting. Oh, dear Lord, some mercy. Okay, so. Tommy's not obviously the big fight, obviously. But uh, he'll. It starts at seven, and I don't know what time it's going to be. But I'm very proud of him. I'm very nervous. Normally, I have people around me, like that crew over there. Normally, they're around me, keeping my jitters down. I got you. Oh dear God. But I'm sitting in a different place because my husband needs to be like right up in the cage <laughs> so they're not going to be with me but it's going to be a fun night and uh super proud of my boy that's a huge accomplishment so um i thought i'd share as a proud mother um you can also if you're planning to go he doesn't really want anybody there he's already not happy that mm-hmm. lots of people are going i mean jaron and tracy sponsor him yeah. their company sponsor him yeah. uh jeff tomas his company sponsors mm-hmm. him and then um uh, Coaling Dynamics, mm-hmm. and uh, they sponsor him. So yep. uh, I know that the Tomases are going, but I just don't know about the Parkers. But yeah. they kind of—I would suspect that they, you know, the sponsors would want to be there. But right. if you want to be there, he doesn't really want you there. But <laughs> who cares what he wants? Because yeah, no he's like, if I lose, <laughs> no. But who cares? But if and, and people. It, if people spent money and he loses, he's like, yeah. then I've wasted all their money. <laughs> but he ain't going to lose. No way. I talked to his uh, striking coach because his striking coach has nailed it every single time. Yeah. Like like how the fight's going to go every single time to a T. Yeah. He has reassured me <laughs> that I'm going to be okay. That's good. That Tommy's going to be okay. That's good. I was going to say, does it matter about you or is it Tommy? <laughs> <No. laughs> what are we worried about here? <laughs> good point. <laughs> I think it matters more about me, though, I to I be agree. honest I with too. you. I agree. Tommy um, will be fine. Yeah. Tommy will be fine no matter what, but <laughs> not this girl. Um, I literally told my mother on the phone this week because my mom was going to go. I'm like, listen, I don't know. This is an environment that you really want to be oh, in with gosh. me. I mean, if you want to go, my sister's going. I'm like, if you want to go with her, yeah, you'll probably. Well, the thing is, she has to ride up with me and she has to ride mm-hmm. back with me. Yeah. That's not a good environment. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm not, I told her, I said, I'm not going to be a real big talker. 
on the way there. And I'm not going to, Tom's like, oh, we'll be fine. I'm like, you may be fine. I ain't going to be fine. I said, you're, you're going to, my mom, my poor mom's going to sit there by herself and not, not have a conversation the whole way up. Yeah. I'm not doing that to my mother. And then Tom realized he was like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> High stress situation. Probably not going to be a good idea, but it's funny. Yeah. So needless to say, needless to say, he's fighting. I've been rest assured that he's going to be victorious. If that doesn't happen, I'm going for a striking coach. <laughs> I'm going to strike the striking coach. He would. <laughs> he's right. He's good. Yeah. He's, he's good. always right. So let's go to our first question. And um, thank you for letting me share. It's, you know, it's like show and tell. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. <laughs> show and tell. So the first question is, is being superstitious wrong? There are lots of superstitious people who are Christians who only um, who play sports or are just normal people who don't like the number 13, knock on wood for good luck, or won't shave their beards if they're on a winning streak, to name a few. This is so true. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh. Like, uh, I mean, there's people who do... Um, professional jobs that aren't even in sports that they have they're not they have like a routine and they don't want to break from that re- routine because they feel like it's put them on a, on a streak if you will or they're just not about change or whatever it's it's kind of weird to me superstitiousness is kind of weird to me I just mm-hmm. I kind of don't get it but um I mean I can kind of see it, but I don't see it at all, especially since biblically speaking, it's wrong. But um, so let's look at the definition for superstition. It's a belief or way of behaving that is based on fear of the unknown and faith in magic or luck. A belief that certain events or things will bring good or bad luck. Isn't that interesting? I, I, yeah. I did not know. I was like, I wonder what that means. Yeah. Before I comment on it. What's a superstitious... Oh, I don't want to hear it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, I needed that before uh, the podcast. Um, And I downed it fast. Um, So, isn't that interesting that that's what it is? And you know what? Truthfully, superstitious is based in fear. I mean, and the unknown. And it's faith in something other than God. Yeah. Which is super interesting, unbiblical. Yeah, <laughs> really bad. Yeah. Um, ath- athletes are big time superstitious. Um, um, hunters and fishermen. I don't know if you know a lot of hunters and fishermen. They are very superstitious. If you don't believe me, watch Deadliest Catch. They're very superstitious. Um, what? Who? What else are is very superstitious? Girls. I think. When you play sports, you do. You get into like a pattern of doing things. Like oh, yeah, you I play basketball. Shoot, yeah, before I would shoot a free throw. It wasn't uh-huh. like if I didn't do it, I wasn't going to make it in. But it almost is because you do the same dribble, you turn the ball, and you shoot it. Mm-hmm. And when you miss it, you're like, oh, I probably didn't do it. You, I don't know. It does. It kind of like gets in your head. But really? I, yeah, but I'm not a superstitious person. Um, like I don't understand it either is what I should say. Like it seems. Yeah, but what other what other things besides athletes, fishermen, like hunters and stuff like that, they're very superstitious. Yeah, I and didn't I'm know a, that. Can you think of any? No. I think fans, like people. Oh, <gasps> yes. Good. They 
do weird things. Yes, that's so yeah. true. Because I'm yeah, like, fans. I was sitting there pondering. Who have no effect on it at all. Yeah. yeah. For the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all of them have never played that sport, yet they think that they in turn will have some effect on how the it turns out. But oh my gosh, Heather, because I'm yeah. sitting there thinking about this yesterday and I'm like, there are so many people who are superstitious, but I can only think of a few. Like, like people carry around like pennies or you remember um, rabbit's foot? Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like there, there's lots of things that people do that are very superstitious. I mean, I, I'll, full transparency, like every time this left hand itches, I, every time it itches, I'm like, money's coming in. And every single time my left hand itches, money comes in. I don't know if it's God. I don't, but they say that's superstitious. But I didn't know that was a superstition. I didn't either. Yeah. Would you call weddings superstitious? Like some of the things that they do in weddings? Well, like what do they do in weddings? You can't see the bride before the big day. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. I, I saw um, Tom. I, penny in the bride's shoes, the six Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Is that a superstition or is it just tradition? Right. I thought it was tradition. Little, if you step on a crack, you'll break your mom's back. Oh yeah. I didn't step on cracks for a while. Oh yeah. (laughs) What a good girl. (laughs) Or walking under ladders. Oh yeah, I know. I'm so short; it's just convenient. So yeah, black cats. Black cats, right? Yeah, like like the thirteenth. Nobody will, uh, which we're going to get to, but nobody will stay on the thirteenth floor. floor. There is no thirteenth floors. Right, right. There really is. There is. If you think about it. Oh well, yeah. They eliminate (laughs) the number, but there really is a thirteenth floor. Of course. Like it's crazy how Mm -hmm. there's like Heather's birthday is April thirteenth. I've thought about you. I've thought. Man, that must have been rough because people were like, "Black or um, Friday the Thirteenth, Heather? You're, you know, like people are weird about that." But I don't care. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I know you don't care, but I'm sure you heard that growing up. Ooh, like everybody back in the day, they were always like Friday the Thirteenth. I'm yeah. like, who cares? Well, I mean, Sarah said that theater people are very. Oh really? Yes. You cannot say good luck, right? You have to say break a leg. Break a leg. Really? That's very interesting. I wouldn't have thought about that, but that's true. Very interesting. Keep them coming, people. Yeah. So let me tell you about this. So I looked up superstition and 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 like um, how it affects things. The National Geographic reports it's been estimated that eight hundred. Or nine hundred million is lost in U.S. business on Friday the thirteenth because people will not fly or do business they would normally do. Is that nuts? Yeah, that. Yeah. That's a lot of money lost. Eight hundred yeah. to nine hundred million is lost. Yeah, it's almost because a billion. of people not wanting to do things on Friday the thirteenth, huh? It's almost a billion dollars. Yeah, like <laughs> wild. That's crazy. Yeah. Super. I have no idea. A Gallup poll showed that 24% are superstitious about knocking Ooh, on wood. That's a good one. 13% about a black cat crossing a path. 12% about walking under a ladder. 11 about breaking a mirror, which I totally mm-hmm. forgot about yeah. breaking a mirror, yeah. right? Uh, I would love to know about throwing salt over your shoulder. Oh, yeah. You know how people do that? Yep. This isn't in there, though. <laughs> 9% about the number 13. <clears throat> A Harris poll found forty-four <coughs> percent in ghosts, thirty-one percent in witches, thirty-one percent in astrology. 
So, another word for superstition is idolatry. Did you know that? Who turned on my fan? Oh, I, I feel like on. I should stick my ha- ha- hair and it would blow me back. I turned mine on. Oh, it turned mine on. Too. Don't worry about it, girl. I'm hot. Um, it's In case you didn't know, we have to turn the air conditioner off in this room in order to do this podcast. So, we suffer for you. And it's oscillating. It just hit my foot. We have to turn on the fan because... We'll die in here because, and then if you'll hear the AC, it's so strong in this room that you can literally hear the AC running. So if you see drools of, or dribbles of sweat, drools of sweat, I don't know. If you see dribbles of sweat rolling down my, it's because I'm hot. Okay. So another word for superstition is idolatry, which I did not know that. Neither. Superstition um, that's benign, that is like the, th- the 13th, is like breaking a mirror. Okay, that's one thing. But then there's superstitions that go further and that, that can go into like the occult, which is astrology, witchcraft, black magic, um, voodoo, divination. Those things, those things are forbidden because idolatry is one of the things that the word is very clear that you don't inherit the kingdom of heaven so you got to be really careful how far you take superstition i would stay away from it i mean i know that people strongly believe in it it's like i've i've watched um baseball players like they won't cut they won't shave their beards until they lose because they're on a winning streak like to me that's crazy or they will only wear the same pair of socks or I hopefully not underwear, but they'll only wear the same pair of socks because they're not losing. Does that make sense? Oh, have yeah. you ever heard of that? Yeah, I have. It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> Revelations twenty one twenty seven says, But there shall be by no means that there but there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. You are not and like superstitiousness, uh, weed it out of your life. It means it's not real. It means nothing. I wouldn't even teach my kids that nonsense, which I didn't because I never believed in it. But some people like step on a crack, you break your, they go to school and they hear that. I mean, you're not going to teach them that. But there's some things that people do teach their kids, like don't walk under a ladder, things, super silly stuff, Right. Stay away from all that stuff. First uh, Corinthians six nine through ten says, and even if you're being funny about it and you're joking, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's the heart behind it. I I, I don't get so caught up in the legalisms of it. I mean, sometimes it's just fun and funny, and it means nothing. But then other times, depending on your child, you know your kid. Maybe you just don't joke around about certain things because they can't handle it right um first corinthians 6 9 through 10 says do you not know that the unrighteous will inherit the king will not inherit the kingdom of god do not be deceived neither fornicators uh, nor idolaters what was i talking about nor adulterers nor homosexuals nor sodomites nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. You you know, I want to talk about this really quick. A lot of people think, and we're going to get 
to another scripture that lists the things that you want inherit to the kingdom of heaven, a lot of people go, oh, good, I'm not doing any of those things. But you need to like dig deep in what idolatry is. You can you can believe in, in superstition. That's I, idolatry, an idolater. You cannot do those things. You'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven. They'll, some people will say, well, I don't really mean it. Maybe, maybe not, but how far do you, it says to not place yourself into temptation. If you play with something long enough, your heart can still, you know, whether you believe it or not, you can be deceived. Your heart might start believing it, which means your mind and everything else follows it. So you got to be super careful. Uh, Stay away from it. Faith should only be in God, the Trinity. Your, Your faith should only consist in God, Holy Spirit, Jesus. That's it. They're, 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 you stay away from the man-made theories, rituals, all of that nonsense. There are things that people literally ritualistically do um, because their faith is not in God. They believe in the faith and what they're doing to get the result that they've consistently gotten by doing that one ritualistic thing. I mean, you really need to be careful, you know, where you put your heart. And and that there's reasons that the word says to take captive of every thought. If that thought and that belief system is anything opposite than the word of God, you need to kick it out, get rid of it, and it leads you to other things that are not spiritually correct. Be, we, we really need to be careful. I think we, we live through life thinking, oh, it's no big deal. What, hurt, what harm is it going to cause? But you don't see the future in the little seed growing into a, a, rooting itself and growing into a plant. And then eventually, like the mustard seed, is super, super tiny. Right, and if you have the faith of a of a mustard seed, it, it that that mustard seed is the tiniest seed, but it grows into the biggest tree. It's a plant that literally can have tree like size. Well, the same thing goes. Your faith can be in one thing or it can be in another. And if you believe in superstitious things, then your faith in, is in the fear. If you don't do that 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 one thing, then you're not going to get the result that you're hoping for. Your faith should just be in in God and knowing that he he ultimately knows what's best for you. He'll give you the desires of your heart. And if you stick close to him, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Um, you, you know, chase after righteousness. And then the word says, I'll just abundance, abundance after that of, of, of the things that your heart's desires, right? If you go after things the worldly way, though, that can lead to trouble. Colossians 2, 8 through 10 says, Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. Um, bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. Stick to God. Get rid of the superstition. Stick to God. Stick to his plan. Listen, he'll make everything you put your hand to, he says he'll you'll prosper. Um, so 
you have favor. It says that you are favored, right? So you just stick to those things and just trust in him and it'll work out. I promise you better than following some silly superstition. Next question. How does someone get over a broken heart from a breakup? Oh, this one's fun. I've been there. Never got broken up before in my life until I met my husband. Oh, my gosh. Three times. <laughs> Three times. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I my first boyfriend liked to cheat on me, but at least he didn't want to break up with me. He just oh wanted to cheat gosh. on me and, and, and keep me. And Tom also considered... Well, he didn't consider cheating on me. No, but having a flexible relationship. Yes, he wanted to know if he could date me and someone else at the same time. Yeah. Not the brightest light bulb in in the box. Oh, man. I I literally said to him, you know how I date. Okay? I'm not dating you and her. I would have loved to see your face. Like, be a fly on the wall to see. Yeah. Yeah. He came to my work. I can't even. I oh. literally can't even imagine. At least he came to ask. No, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. And when he pulled up, I worked, I, worked, I was a realtor, and I worked a model home. So the garage was the office, and I could see him coming through the, the you know, because it's all glass. Yeah. They removed the garage door, and they put all these, like, um, like, glass it's it's kind of like these doors but they're not a door it's like I don't know how to explain it but it's just look they look like doors without handles and then there's only one door with a handle so I can see him pulling in I'm like what the heck does he want because he's been dodging me like there's no you know he's ghosting me (laughs) and back then there's no cell phones there's only the phone so he, he and I we go to church together but he's acting weird and so I'm like, what does he want? Like, what's going on? And so he, when he walked in, he was like, well, I, I got to talk to you. Begins to tell me a story about how he met this girl in, in the DMV. Oh, uh-huh. oh, my God. He meets this girl in the DMV. Uh-uh. She, yeah. Mm-mm. Likes her a lot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Doesn't oh. want to lose me. But wants to see what date, dating her would be like, too. Would I consider dating him? I mean, dating him while he dates her as well. Well, we weren't having sex, right? Right. So it's not like yeah. that would be ew. Yeah. Uh, I did kiss him. That's true. But I was. I just thought this guy's lost his ever loving mind. Yeah. He's freaking gone nuts. I looked at him and I'm like, you, I'm like, you, you're crazy. I was like, no, uh-uh. no, I'm not dating you while you date another girl. It's not happening. He's like, okay. And walks out. Okay. Pretty much. There's nothing left to be said. Right. I'm like, I guess right. this relationship's over. I, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh-huh. How sad were you? Like. Very sad. Yeah, because you probably but did he not never expect knew it. it at all. Yeah, yeah. What is that? You had probably never expected that conversation. Well, no. Well, heck to the right. no. I so mean, like, he'd been dodging me, so I just thought, well, the for some reason, mm-hmm. we're not together. But by then, God had already told me he was the one. So I'm like, Ooh. well, this bites, man. Yeah, that's hard. But that's the reason why God told me. Yeah. Because I probably would have went and started dating somebody else. Where, because I knew he was the one, yeah. like I had to stick it out Yeah, for another breakup, for oh him to date God. another girl. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, gosh. Here's the thing I will wow. tell you. 
I know. Oh, wow. Is right. Oh, wow. It's rough, man. I know what it's like. It sucks yeah. big time. But God is faithful. Yeah. See, the, every time I was broken up with by him, he was never number one. He was never number one. God was always number one. Amen. And if you make sure that God is number one in every relationship that you're in until you get married, and then after you get married, mm -hmm. God stays number one. Yep. You don't have to care about anything. Like, it'll be, it'll hurt. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it hurt uh, when he broke up with me. But the biggest relationship that I had was already still intact. So, like, when he, he never knew that I was hurt. Not once. Like, I acted like I didn't care. Because in truth, I mean, I did care, but I didn't care enough. Like, I cared more about my relationship with God. One of the reasons we did not have sex outside of marriage is because I cared more about my relationship with God. Uh, being obedient and honoring God and loving him so much more than I love Tom kept me from having sex with Tom because you want to love. I, I literally had a girl tell me that was a friend of mine. She was uh, dating this guy. She had not even dated him six months and she's already having sex with him. And I told her, you can't do that. And she's like, you don't understand the love that we have. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've been dating Tom for three years. I have not cried. Your love's not the same. You don't, you can't, you, you guys just don't love each other. Like we, I mean, we're, it's deep. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Come on. Three years of just talking ain't easy. And you love a lot when you really know somebody. If you've been dating him for three years and all you've done is communicate and talk to them, you're best friends. Yeah. Like, you're tight. And so, for me, that's just an excuse and just a lie to yourself to be able to, to do something inappropriate. No, what it is is that person did not love God more than her lust. And that relationship did not last at all. Um. So what I will say is the way you get over a breakup is keeping God number one, no matter what. Spend time with God. Make him number one. Make yourself spiritually healthy. Spend time in the Bible. Spend time in prayer. Fast. Fasting is huge because you know why? Fasting kills your flesh. It kills your wants, your desires, and it makes his wants and desires number one. Umaro and numero. Okay. I said it right. Wednesday, they laughed at me because I said umaro numero wrong. Um, <laughs> what did, did I say it wrong again? Num, numero uno? Yeah. That's numero, that's okay. I just said it right. I was saying it wrong <laughs> again. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right, but I was going to give it to you. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Oopsie. <laughs> um, every time Tom broke up with me, I did not act like Heather's over there laughing still. <laughs> I Heather, got it right that time. I know now, nope. girl. Yeah, you try. I know. It's, it's a for effort. Um, yeah. So, thank you. Um, so every single time he broke up with me, they were never easy. But I will tell you this. I made a decision that I love God, number one, and I love myself. And I was not going to beg somebody to be with me that didn't want to be with me. I was not going to chase after. I didn't call him. 
we didn't have texting back then. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had regular phones, right? So the, like the cell phones of that day were like the real big ones. <laughs> yeah. And then he would call me all the time on duty, off duty or whatever. But if we weren't near, we always had to call from those pay phones, which you guys don't know what they're like. They're nasty. But he literally would sit outside in his patrol car at a cell phone, at a at a payphone with the the phone through the, the car window and just we'd talk for hours and hours and hours if he wasn't on duty up by or down by my way. So um I didn't call him. If I saw him at church, I didn't try and talk to him. Nothing. Um, if that's what he wanted, that's what he got. But I lived life, I laughed, I joked around, I had friends. I went out. My life did not stop because someone didn't want to be with me anymore. Because my number one, which was God, was still intact. You have to value yourself. You cannot think that you and all of your countenance and who you are is because you have someone in your life. I know so many women that jump from one guy to another guy to another guy. They can never, ever not have a man in their life or Guys who have to have a woman in their life all the time. They can't, they're not able to function unless they have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. That's not healthy. You have got to learn to be content with yourself and enjoy being with yourself and knowing that that's okay. Because when you're alone and it's just you and God, that's where some really great things occur. And he's able to speak to you very clearly without any distractions. That's where you're seriously, your big, my biggest growth as far as foundational things came from me just being with God and not having anyone in my life. Before I even met Tom, um, before I ever had anyone in my relationship or or any relationship when I came back from um, living wild, I did not get involved with anyone until I fixed me. Till spiritually speaking, I wasn't a mess anymore. So that when I dated somebody, I brought something to the table, spiritually speaking, that was appealing versus vomiting and having to somebody bring you and recover you from all of your nonsense. That's God's job. That's not man's job. And when you rely on a significant other to help you function in your walk with God, that's dangerous because what happens when that significant other is no longer there? But if you are stable and you are strong in him, it's irrelevant who comes in and out of your life because number one is there and that's who your strength is in. Um, so don't value any other relationship more than you value God's, okay? Isaiah 41.10 says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. If you are going through a period of time right now that you're just like so lonely, or you just don't know how you're going to make it without someone, or you've lost someone, or whatever the case may be, write Isaiah 4110 down somewhere. It will remind you of who you are and who is walking with you through everything that you're going through. And that should help you in giving you some um, peace and comfort. You're not in it alone. 
You got somebody. He's, God is with you every step of the way, and he will make you strong. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You are a strong person, but you're only as strong as you allow him to make you be. Other than that, it's not going to happen. Jeremiah 29, 11, which everybody knows, but nobody believes. You know, it's it's like um, I was teasing Tom. Tom was saying something to me about he was doing something. And I said, that's just like being a hearer of the word and not a doer. Because so many people, they listen or they, they read the Bible, but they don't follow it out. You know, it, it, oh, that's that. I love that scripture. You love it. But do you utilize it? Do you apply it? Do you say, that's me? That's for me. I'm going to walk it out. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. So when you read that scripture, do you realize that's you? That he literally has a plan for you. And if a person breaks up with you, you should say, was he part of the plan that you have for me, Lord? Should I have ever dated that person? Should I have ever been involved with that person? And that could be relationships that are friendships, that are um, like ones that are, are more personal and romantic. Um, even some family. Is this a relationship with a family member that you would want me to have? And you have to decide how far you go with growing close to certain people um, because he does have a plan for you and it is to prosper you and it is to give you a hope in a future. But you need to be careful of the people that you're putting in your life. Do they get you closer to that plan? Are they making you step backwards and taking and, and it taking longer for you to get there? Because he does have a plan for each and every one of us. The problem is, is a lot of times people never get to his plan because they have their own plan and they keep getting something else in the way and they're distracted and they never get to what he has for them because they're all about their business and about what they have for them, you know, and they just hope it all works out. That's not how it works. That is not how it works. So um, if you're a person that always has to have someone, you need to find your worth. You need to find what God has for you. You need to get a godly mindset. You get you got to get yourself spiritually healthy. Um, and that comes through fasting. That comes through the word. A lot of people are so in a rush because they're so sick of being single. And I'm just going to tell you, and, and some people will say, well, I'm sick of being single because I'm in my 30s. And But I would say, okay, well, how many bad relationships have you put yourself in that have kept you from him getting you to the right person? You got to own some of this stuff, right? And to quit repeating the same pattern. But I'm going to tell you something. I remember when I didn't know Tom, I didn't, um, I wasn't in a relationship with him. And I remember sitting out on a beach, um, I, looking at the sunset, I would take my Bible um, to the beach and, and watch the sunset. And like, if you knew, like where I live was 80% retired. I moved from Washington, D.C., where it's just a melting pot. And there's, I mean, so many young people. And when I moved here, it's 80% were retirees. And it was country. And, like, I felt like a fish out of water. 
And I just remember saying to the Lord, I don't think I'm ever going to meet anybody here, which is okay. I'll, I'll be single for the rest of my life. I'm happy just being back in a relationship with you, Lord. I mean, because life was so bad before. And I just remember the Lord clearly, clear as day, telling me, this is just for a moment in time. But it's what you do with this time. Mm. This time is quality. And we're not going to be alone for but a brief period. And during this time, let's, let's spend as much time together as we possibly can before we add someone else into this relationship. So I took that and I really, I knew then that I would end up meeting somebody. But I also knew that the Lord wanted special time with me. And I needed to honor that as well until I did meet Tom. And then um, that helped carry me through to when he would break up with me and we would get back together. <laughs> because then I had more special time with God. <laughs> but seriously, like there's only a moment in time that you have with him. And if you keep trying to fill those spots with somebody to get you through to when you meet the right one, you're just delaying the process. But on top of that, you're missing like beautiful time with the Lord that he just wants. It's tre it's a time that you should treasure. It's it's precious and you should really grab hold of it and and look at it in the way that he does because it's just brief. It's not that long. And it's some amazing time that God can really pour out himself into you, radically change you, and make you into the man or woman of God that he wants you to be, not only for your your future spouse, but for ministry, for his calling that he has for you, whether it is going into full-time ministry or not, whether it be for a job that he has for you, whatever it is, he wants to pour himself out on you and also just have such, such quality time with you Give him that time. You'll never regret it. It's special because you're never, it's net like, I will never have that back. Like, I will always have kids, right? My kids will always need me. Amen. I'll always have Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll always have Tom. So, and Tom will always need me. But having that one-on-one, -on -one, like my mom, my dad has passed. But listen, I call my mom. This is the only person I call every day. I don't call hardly anybody. But every day I call my mom. My mom cannot get away from me if her life depends on it. Okay? She's, you would say, well, when your husband passes or your wife passes. No, because if you have kids, it's, you're not going to have that. It, you're always going to have somebody who needs you. My mom has four children. And all of us, even though we're independent, we all want her time. So you're, she still has to share God with us. So look at it that way too, because you went, well, maybe when I get older. No, not necessarily. So I will never have that time back that I had with the Lord. And I treasured it and it was great, but it was brief. So if you're in that place, take that time. He's worthy and you'll not regret it. Next question. Do you like roller coasters? And if yes, which part of the roller coaster do you usually ride? The front, middle, or back? Heck to the yeah. 
I love roller coasters. <laughs> I love roller coasters. Like a lot. I do. Um, I prefer front. Back is second. Heather's saying yes. You're the same way, right? Front first. Of course you're the same way. <laughs> front first, back second, and if I have to, I'll do middle. But but I don't care. Like, just get me on the thing. Have you been on the Shikra? I have. That was the last one. And then it, oh, yes. Okay, so I'm going to show that Let's one. Go. Bye. I'll, I'll go. I'll go, girl. I'm ready. I already wrote Shikra the front row. I already did. Okay, so here's the thing. I Did you know I did this? Did you know I have mm-hmm. the Shikra? Heather. God bless it. Lords of mercy. I'm telling you, the girl crawls into this brain. I kid you not. She had no idea. Heather (laughs) freaks me out. I didn't know. I I know you did. That's why I'm like, did you know? Because you're like asking me like. She had no idea. I know. I don't know what to do. I do. I'm just telling you. (laughs) So the last time I went on a road coaster was with Tommy. Because Norma didn't like me. It was me and Tom and... I don't know where Tom was, what he was doing, but he likes roller coasters too. I don't know. Me, Tommy, Norma. Maybe it was just me, Tommy, and Norma. I don't know. Norma did not did not like roller coasters. Now she loves them. She's a roller coaster nut. But me and Tommy went on this roller coaster. It's called the Shikra in Tampa. Watch this. I love this ride. Get your legs dingle dingle. I tell you this, it's the best game. This ride's so, it's so smooth and it's so good. And it's at Bush Gardens in Tampa. How many of you guys love roller coasters? Let us know. Tracy, do you like roller coasters? I do. You do? Oh my gosh, we might have to have a girl's name. Logan, do you like She's pregnant. But you can't go, girl. <laughs> that baby will be flipping and flopping in the belly. Belly, belly. We might have to do a girl's... I mean, it wouldn't just be us, but we could have other people go, right? And if you guys want anybody else to go, they're looking at me like, they no. Oh yeah. Yeah, we might have to do a girl's... Bush Gardens trip. Not in the summer. Not oh, in the summer. Tag to the no. That ain't, that ain't happening. Look at those feet. This is where it gets real, people. Right here. This is really... Look at beautiful Tampa. This is Florida. I love Florida. And here... It stops you. Yep. Here you go. You dangle. And you dangle. This is, this is the scary part. That's terrible. Yeehaw! Is this not the best? Like, this is the best. Tracy, have you ever ridden this thing? I haven't. It's the best. You feel like you've been on it without the fear. Yeah. It messes with you a little bit. It messes with you. you I don't know if you dangle the same amount every time. Sometimes it's a quick drop, and other times they let you hang there for a little so you don't know. You don't know. Right. Yeah. Here we go again. Woohoo! No, I haven't been on. Uh, Falcon's Fury is what Ty is talking about. Yeah, that she's saying that one's super scary. 
Okay. So that's my last ride with my boy. He was he was willing to take it on. Then, okay, so I was looking for that one, and I'm going to tell you, this ride right here is a big flipping no go for me not gonna happen at all okay you go look how high up you are and sits at 270 meters above the pavement i mean i don't know where this one's at but watch this guys come on over a group were left angling for nearly an hour and a half while the ride had a fall imagine that just hanging there above here we go waiting for the ride to get fixed i mean i guess at least the view would be nice look at that <laughs> That's one of the top 10 rides out there. The scariest. There ain't no, I will not do that. I will not. That's not going to happen. Never say never. <laughs> I, I personally, personally, I can tell you, I probably will never travel to wherever this thing is at because it's out of country. <laughs> it was in Las Vegas. Oh, that's in Las Vegas? Oh, Las Vegas. Let's You've go. Been there. I've been there. <laughs> I've never been, say never. <laughs> I've never been to Las Vegas, but I'm just telling you. That ride looks like, I mean, what, how many? It's on the stratosphere. Yep. Okay. So put you guys on. Okay. Out of all three of you, and tell you two, how many of you guys would ride that ride? I'm not going to ride that ride. I would ride it. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. I don't know. like, I don't like spinning. Yeah. I'm not a spinner. Me either. But I, I do it. No. Mm -mm. Okay. No. I'm just telling you, <laughs> if whoever's down below... It's going to get wet because I'm peeing my <laughs> pants. I'm not riding that thing. I don't care even if you ride it with me, Heather. I'm not riding that thing. I don't care if Tom rode it with me. I'm not riding it. This sounds, nope, like, a this sounds like a challenge. I agree. What did you say? <laughs> challenge accepted. Yeah. yeah. You guys can have fun. No, no. I ain't no, doing it. <laughs> not, uh, not doing mm -hmm. it at all. Okay. So last question for the day. I love I love roller coasters though, like I don't know how many of the people watching love them, but if I mean we might we might in the fall do a a little trippy trippy trip, so maybe some of you guys want to come. It's a lot of people who are interested in going. Really? Yes, ma'am. I'm not going to be responsible for getting you there and coming back, <laughs> but I will tell you when I'm going, and then we'll all meet up. Perfect. How's that? Plan. It's a plan, Stan. Um, but listen, just so you know, normally when I ride with ride, I always have one riding partner and I stick with that riding partner the whole entire time. When I go on a trip like that, mm -hmm. it's always the same person. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. I'm like that. I believe it. I don't know why, but when I go on, when I go on roller coasters, I don't ride with a bunch of whole different people. I mean, they can all be on the same ride, but my partner is my partner for the whole entire trip. Partners for life. Ride or die. Ride or die. <laughs> I don't know why that is. That is funny. Maybe I'll change it up this time. Ooh. I don't know. Probably mm. not, though. <laughs> I don't know why. That's funny. But I, like, get comfortable. I get, you know, whatever. Okay. So, but you never know. I might change up. I don't know. Um, last question. I've been talking with some coworkers about our faith. Our employer is Catholic, so we see a bunch of, of fathers. Uh, our employer is Catholic, so we see a bunch of fathers. Oh, okay. We address them as father due to being in a work environment, but is it sinful to address them as such? 
and makes a couple of us a little uncomfortable as our Father is in heaven. I totally get that. I mean, I've known um, a Christian who worked um, for a Catholic church, and she had to do the same thing, and she felt a little weird about it too because, you know, she's not Catholic. But um, I think it's, I'll be honest with you, I don't think that it's sinful. I don't think that it's hellbound sin um, or anything like that. It's just not what you're used to. I think it's like calling a pastor um, your, I don't know, it's like if you saw your pastor, you called him pastor what, whoever, right? Makes you uncomfortable because it's not something you're used to. And scripturally speaking, you're not supposed to do it. So let's look at the scripture. Matthew 23, 9 through 10 says, Do not call anyone on earth your father. For one is your father. And if you look at the word one, it is capitalized, meaning God, Jesus, the Trinity. Um, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do, not be, uh, and do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. That's what, that's what Jesus said in Matthew. Now, some of that was because of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and things like that. And what they were wanting is people to worship them, to give them high honor, and pay them a respect that was not due to them because they wanted to be to the same level, not necessarily as God, but they wanted the accolades and, the, and, and people to admire them. And here's the truth. There are pastors out there that are the same way. There are teachers out there that are the same. They, their heart's in it for the power. It's not in it for the calling. You, No one should care. Like um, people make fun of me because there are people who call me Pastor Hope. I don't care. Like I, I, tell, I don't tell people to call me anything. Just call me Hope. Tom, he doesn't require people to call him Pastor. People do because they honor and respect him. But when Tom meets people, he doesn't introduce himself as Pastor Tom Lightly or whatever. He introduces himself as Tom Lightly because ultimately he's called to be a pastor, but not the title. He's called to be a man of God. Everybody's called to be a man of God. So you don't need that pastor title in front of you to gain respect. Uh, people are going to respect you without the title if you prove yourself to be respectable right? I think that it just becomes a power trip for people. Um, but I will tell you, it's like, uh, I will give you this one example, um, uh, like Pastor Rodney. Uh, lots of people, I mean, I think he probably, he might introduce himself as Pastor Rodney, but I will tell you, you cannot even thank that man. You can't even tell him how great a job he does. You can't promote him in any way. I, I, I literally have said things to him to just thank him. And it's not that he won't receive it. It's just he's so humble and he's so modest that it goes in one ear and out the other. And as soon as you're done, he's on to talking to you about something else. Mm -hmm. It's like you never even said it. Because that's not where he gets his. He is all about Holy Spirit. That's it. He wants no glory. He wants, uh, you, that's where you can call somebody a title and it doesn't matter to them. That's not where they get their, their, uh, self-esteem from or their, who they are from. It, it's irrelevant to them. Um, it's a title that identifies their position and that's it for them. 
That's it. It means nothing more to them. So there are people who can be called that and and introduce themselves as that, and it's pure in heart, and there's nothing behind it. And then there's some people that have to make sure that everyone in the room knows their title. That's how they get their self-esteem. That's how they get who they are. It's their character of some sort. No, your character is in who you are in Christ. Um, so there's nothing really in Scripture that says it's a sin to call a father a father or a teacher. It just tells you don't do it. But the reason is, is for the person that you're calling it so they don't get haughty and think more highly of themselves than they ought. But it's also so that you as an individual don't start looking at them at a level that you shouldn't look at them. How many times have we seen pastors fall or, or priests fall or fathers fall and people like walk away from that walk away from their faith altogether. That's because they were following man. They weren't following God. They, that title got in the way of and gave a confusion as to really who they were following. Galatians five nineteen through 21 says, The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred. How many people hate somebody? Discord, how many p people like to cause division and be divisive? Jealousy, how many people are very jealous? Fits of rage, fits of rage is where you, you get really mad and you go off half-cocked and you punch holes in walls and you throw tools across the garage because something you're working on in the car doesn't work. That's a fit of rage. Okay, Selfish ambition, how many people will step on somebody to get to the top? Dissensions. People love to cause problems in friendships, relationships, businesses, church, and factions, and envy. How many people always, always want what somebody else has? And you're never happy until you get the next thing, okay? Keeping up with the Joneses. Drunkenness. How many people drink more than one? And some people shouldn't even drink the one because their weight can't handle it. If you are buzzed, you are drunk, Orgies, it's becoming very common today. People are like, orgies, gross. No, it's very common today. And it's probably more prevalent than you know in and around the area you live. And the like, it says, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So let's remember, people always think it's the murderers, always the, uh, the ones that are thieves, which it's true. They won't, they won't go to heaven either. Thank God I don't steal. Thank God I don't uh, kill anybody. But you lie. You talk bad about other people. You gossip, which is also one of the things that you'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven. When you get angry, you don't control your anger. And you take it out on the people around you or the things that are around you. Okay. And if you got to step on somebody to get to the top, you'll just do it because, hey, listen, they're not as good as you are, so they don't deserve it. And you can justify your actions all you want to. If you live like this, you'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Here's the thing. Nothing in there said that if you call a priest a father, that you've done something horribly wrong and you're not going to heaven. You're, I get it. You're uncomfortable about it, but you're not doing anything like, that will cause you not to go to heaven. Perspective on things, right? People are doing a lot worse things than that, 
and they're ignoring. They're looking at the small things and they're ignoring the big things, right? They're looking at the speck in the eye versus the plank. They need to focus on the plank because a lot of people don't understand the lifestyle that they're living in is causing a major hindrance to whether they go to heaven or not. It's, it's very, very frustrating um, to tell people, like, you cannot live like that. It, it is a heaven and a hell thing. And they think, well, I'm not doing what over there is doing, so I'm better off. You're not any better. And it says to not um, compare yourselves among yourselves. So you're not to look at what somebody else is doing and say, well, I'm not as bad as they are, so I'm, I'm in good shape. No, you can't compare yourselves among yourselves. That's what the word says. And that's to keep you from looking at someone else and thinking, I'm okay. You're not okay if you're doing those things. You need to get it out of your life because it is heaven and hell. And it's as simple as that. And some people will say, well, I said the sinner's prayer, so I'm in good shape. No. And there's and, and the thing is, is they'll, they'll, they'll say, well, I did a white lie. So it's not as bad as a lie. No. Sin is sin. Black and white. It's simple as that. Just because you feel like doing a white lie and you're, and you're, you're keeping somebody from having hurt feelings, is it a lie? If it's a lie, God doesn't care that it's white. He doesn't care that you're sparing somebody's feelings. He considers it a lie. You can justify things all you want to. But if it doesn't coincide with what the word of God says, it's a lie. Lying is not permitted. In fact, it says he hates all liars. And people lie all day long and don't think a lick about it because they feel like, well, they got, they're, they're running late for work because of traffic. But, but the thing is, is, and so they'll walk in and say, I was late because of traffic. No, you were really late, and you don't want to tell them why you're late. You're really late because you left late, which made when traffic, you hit traffic, made you more late. That's the truth. And people, another one is, is um, like if you don't want to go somewhere, or do something, you'll make up a reason why. But the first reason why you don't want to do that is because you don't want to go. So that's really why you should say, I'm not going. But you'll make up another thing over here. Well, we're going out to dinner that night. You were going out to dinner because you don't want to go to that thing. So really, it's not that you're going out to dinner. It's that you don't want to go. That's the truth. We always speak the truth, no matter how hard it is. That's the problem. People want to justify wrongs. It's, it doesn't, it's unacceptable. Truth is truth. Lying is lying. And there are no levels, right? People always think there's levels. Like murder is way worse than lying. Baloney, to God, they're all the same. There are no levels at all. No levels to sin. There are some that have a higher um, repercussion, murder, you're going to go to jail. Lying, you may divide yourself from a friend. Sexual sin is a sin against your own body. It's far worse. That's what, that's what the Bible says, because sexual sin is a sin against yourself. There's venereal diseases that uh, you take in um, when you get married. You take in all the relationships you had prior to that. There are things that with sexual sin that don't compare to any other sin. But all the same, all the same.
And people get confused with that. Well, I didn't murder somebody, but you're lying. And lying is just the same in God's eyes. It's, it's no different. And it doesn't matter if you said a sinner's prayer when you were 10 years old. It's so funny to me because I've talked to people who are uh, people that believe in eternal security. And they literally will say to me, I'll say, well, what about the homosexual? If this person said the sinner's prayer at 10 and they're living a homosexual lifestyle now, are they going to go to heaven? Inevitably, I get two things. One is when they said, they, when they got saved, they really didn't mean it. Well, who are they to judge whether the person meant it or not? So no, they weren't really saved to begin with, so no, they're not going to heaven. Who are, they, who are they to judge that? I think that's only God's right, right, to judge the heart. Or they'll say, yeah, they are going to heaven because of grace. But it clearly says in the word that a homosexual will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. And they believe that, yes, they will. There's nothing. What, what does that say? It says that if you live like this, you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. It doesn't say, unless you said the sinner's prayer, then you're okay. It doesn't say that. That's because it's not true. God was giving everyone a warning. If you live like this, you'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven and all those lists of sins. And Paul clearly says in the word, if you continue to go on sinning, even after you've been given grace, you're worse off than you were in the beginning. It's very dangerous to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, walk away, live in sin, and expect to go to heaven. It doesn't work like that. You're worse off than before you knew him. Trust me, I'm well aware. When I walked away, my life was worse off than ever before. And then when I came back, I knew what I had lost. So I was like, I ain't never doing that again. That's crazy. So let's look at Mark seven twenty through 23. He went on, what, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality. These are things that if you do them, you'll not inherit the kingdom of heaven. I mean, you can risk it and say, well, I've said the sinner's prayer, so I'm going to heaven. Risk it if you want to. That wouldn't be me. It's different to, than struggling. Struggling with sin is far different than saying, I'm going to live like this. I'm going to do this, and I don't care. I'm still going to go to heaven. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed. People are so greedy, and they don't, don't think a bit about malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. And if you live like that, you're not going to go to heaven. That's the way it goes. Colossians 3, 5 through 6 says, put it to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Idolatry, you can't have idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Okay? None of that talks about if you said the sinner's prayer. And none of those are if you call somebody a father, a rabbi, whatever. None of that is listed. You're okay. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11 says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? So if you're not living righteously, then you're unrighteous. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. This is super important, this last verse. And such were some of you. Not that you still are. As such some of, were, were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, 
but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. What did Jesus tell us to do? He told us in Matthew 28, 8 through 10, it says, but you, do not be, but you do not be called rabbi, for one is your teacher and the Christ, and you are all brethren. Do not call anyone on earth your father, the, fa- the one is your father, he who is in heaven. And do not be called teachers, for one of you, uh, one is your teacher, the Christ. I think that, again, I think that Jesus clearly was saying, don't hold somebody in higher esteem than they should be. When you call somebody a name or a title, make sure that you don't put them, you know, God's here, they're here. And that's what happens. We put people on pedestals um, instead of keeping them, they're here, God's here. And then also people love accolades and, and they love for people to just ooh and awe of them. And he was also, I believe, putting that there for their protection so that they didn't get a haughty head and they didn't think more of themselves than they ought. You're fine. You can call somebody a father. I know you're uncomfortable doing it, but just give them the respect. If that's what they, if that's their title, give them their respect, but it means nothing to you. They're still a man. That's just the name. It's just like the president when somebody walks in that's how you're gonna have to look at it it's like somebody when president poopy pants walks in i would have to say you know i would have to address him as the president hello mr president right would i respect the man no i wouldn't but that's his title and that's the honor due to him and that's all he would get but i would not respect the man and basically it's the, the same thing right you're not you're not doing anything more than that I've gone way over. Super sorry. But I want to close out with one more scripture that goes with this. And it says in 1 John 1, 7 through 9, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us purify us from all right unrighteousness. Now, some people that are watching this, you totally disagree with me on eternal security. And that's fine. I mean, it, it really is fine if, if some people believe you can live, you know, there's a, a lot of Calvinists that live holy, godly lifestyles, and they, they believe in eternal security. Believe it or not, Baptists will be in heaven. They will. There will be Catholics that go to heaven. I mean, people who think that that, that's not the case, you're crazy. Absolutely, 100%. I think it's a dangerous teaching, and it's doctrinal. It is not the word. A man made up that, not... I don't follow a man in doctrines. I follow the word of God. I see that nowhere in the word of God. I'm not saying that I am eternally fearful if I make a mistake and I sin I don't believe for a second I'm going to hell every time I sin and make a mistake I'm not afraid of eternal damnation but I will tell you that when I do sin I get it right and I said God forgive me I am not doing that again and my intention is to never do it again but I am not fearful that if there is one sin that I have not confessed that I'm going to hell no I don't because God Ultimately, he looks at the heart of every single person, and he knows the heart of every single person. That doesn't mean God looks at my heart so I can do whatever the heck I want and live however I want. 
because God knows I love him. No, those who love me obey my commandments is what the word says. So if you're say you, he looks at my heart and he knows that I love him, but you're out there doing whatever the heck you want, however the heck you want. That's not showing him you love him. That's showing him you're rebellious. And rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. So you're not showing him anything other than that. We are to be perfect as he was perfect is what the word says. Do I hit, hit that every day? No, I don't. But I strive for it. And that's what God looks at. He looks at my heart and he knows what I'm going after every single day, which is him. It's to honor him. It's to love him and to bring him glory. And that ultimately is what's most important. If you can honestly say, that is not me, uh, you read those scriptures, that's not me, and you want to get your life right, and you want to fix things with the Lord, today's your day, this is your hour. And we will rejoice with you just like the angels in heaven, heaven do. So bow your head with me, say this prayer, and let's get you saved. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I thank you for what you did on that cross for me 2,000 years ago. I thank you for the stripes that you bore for my healing. I thank you for the, the bruising and the beating that you took for my iniquities, my sin. And Father, I know that unless I ask you to be my Lord and Savior, I will not be saved. So, Lord, I come to you right now. I ask you to forgive me my sin. I thank you for what you did on that cross. And I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Simple, simple, easy peasy. If you said that prayer, let us know. We want to stand with you. We want to pray with you. We want to keep you strong through prayer. Find a good church. Become a disciple. That's what Jesus said. We're to win the lost and become disciples. And that's our goal for you. Be a disciple for him so that you can go out there and win the lost, and get people saved. Sunday's coming, people. If you don't have a place to go, Foundation Church is it. If you need healing in your body, come here. We're seeing miracles left and right. Mm -hmm. Let us let my husband and the others that are around here. It's not just Tom. Tom will tell you there's plenty of people who can lay hands on you, pray with you, and you will be healed. If you need to get your life right, this is the place. If you just want to hear a strong word, you know, iron sharpens iron, but also there's you got to hear the good meat of the word, and then you got to be challenged to change. And I can promise you, if you come to Foundation Church, you will be challenged to change. That's about it. You got anything to add, girls? That was great. As always. always. Always the cheerleader. As always. Have a great weekend. Me and the team, we love you. We hope you have a great weekend. It's going to be a busy one for me. Probably be busy for you. We will see you next week on Wednesday. We won't have Tracy. We have Heather. Heather is going to be at the helm with Erin helping her. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. See you Wednesday. Real talk.